Ladies and gentlemen, Harry Hill and the Family Hill. Thank you. And welcome to my fruit corner. Welcome to my world. Leave your cares behind. Welcome to my world. I built with you in mind. And tonight the fruit corner is not coming from Alan. The Hook of Holland, Harry. The Hook of Holland, it is not. What a show we've got for you tonight. We really have. What a show. With the help of my brother, Alan. Hello. My three-year-old adopted son, Alan. (laughs) My mother and father, Jan and Tony Hill. Hello there. (laughs) 82-year-old roving reporter, Nana Hill, and, of course, some very special guests along the way. I should point out that my mother is a lollipop lady. By that, I mean she's got a very thin body, big round sticky head. (laughs) Something to do with diabetes, I believe. (laughs) You know, sometimes I look around me and I think, what a wonderful God. What a wonderful God to make all the tiny little creatures and all the little habitats, all the little places they live in. I look at something like the scampi. (laughs) What a wonderful God to make a tiny little sea creature, then give him a little breadcrumb house to live in. Alan there. Come here, look. Chocolate all over his little face. That's a beard, Mum. (laughs) Three years old, that boy. (laughs) I should point out at this stage, right, that Alan um, is only three. He's only able to communicate by tapping. Little Alan goose tip, tip, tip. That's one tap for yes. Tip, tip, tip. Two taps for no. Tip, tip, tip. And a syncopated rumba beat for maybe. <laughs> All right, Alan, steady on. At ease. At ease, boy. At ease. Oh. <laughs> Round of applause there for the Cliff Ranger Singers and Radio Show Band. The theme this week is Dad. Well, Harry, it's not a... you, Evans' dad. I told you, Mr. Evans, you're not the father. I've always been loyal to Tony. <laughs> <laughs> Tony Hill, what's today's theme? The theme this week, Harry, is monks and nuns. Monks and nuns. Yeah, is it me getting old and cynical, or is jumping up and down on the bed not as much fun as it used to be? Alan, what have you been researching into this week? I'm sure a lot of people are like me and suffer from vermin. Vermin, of course. For most people, Harry, the most common vermin is, of course, the district nurse. (laughs) Hmm. I see, yes. Hmm. And so I'm going to be profiling the simple district nurse trap. I've got one here. What you do is pull back the giant jaws here like so. Oh, they're powerful looking, Alan. Yes, and just uh, lock them in place. Now, the district nurse, which for the purposes of this demonstration is this old broom handle here, arrives from her nest, right? Because they tend to make nests, as Uh, you know, with perhaps a health visitor and, say, a social worker. Anyway, (laughs) she arrives from her nest. Right. She parks the mini clubman. Just hang on a a minute there, Alan. Um, 
What would you use as bait there, Alan? Well, say a wound that needed dressing, or perhaps, you know, an elderly person that needed a bath. Right. <laughs> right, the nurse, she parks the car, walks up the garden path, sees the bait, and... <laughs> Nasty. There we are, I'll just reset it. Well, that's, uh, that's a very interesting district nurse trap there. Hang on. Did I say district nurse? Oh, I'm sorry, I meant mouse. I'm sorry. Oh. Mouse. Uh, it's the mouse trap. Yeah, well, I did wonder. Yes. <laughs> Before we do anything more, um, quick personal message. I've got to make an apology to my sister Caroline, who I upset rather in the week. She wanted me to look after her baby uh, for a couple of weeks while she went on holiday. And you know what it's like, you know, you, you forget to feed them, don't you? <laughs> You know, I try to get a one that looked roughly the same. <laughs> you know, I gave it some of that, uh, that perk-up food, the baby bio, you know, that. <laughs> anyway, Karen, I hope the chocolates I sent you um, in some way compensate for that sad loss. <laughs> you may also be interested in this week's item on the pitfalls of adoption. It's the Maniac Pony! <laughs> Maniac pony there. <laughs> Time for our first monk. Well, Harry, our first monk is brother Keith Allenby, who way back in 1957 took a vow of silence, became a Trappist monk, and hasn't uttered a single word since. Great well, Keith. Welcome. Thanks, Harry. Oh, damn! Oh. No. No, shame. Shame for Keith, uh, who... Uh... <laughs> See, he was, uh, but... But now he's not. Now, um, Can I just say something about racism, Harry? Racism, Mr Evans? Uh, yeah, racism. I've been doing a bit of research on this, and to be honest, I was not at all surprised to find that there is a lot of racism around. Well, there is indeed, yes. Yeah, particularly amongst the wading bird community. <laughs> it, a lot of it is directed against the red back Shrike, which, as you know... Shut it, Evans. Which, as you know, Tony Hill, is a wading bird. They come over here, they eat our worms, oh, again. steal our nesting material, they've got scaly legs. Oh, leave it, Evans. Brightly coloured droppings that stain fabric, scaly legs, steal our nesting material, they march around like they own the place. They lay their eggs yes, in freeze. Yes, lay their eggs yeah. in freeze, they steal our women. Oh, it on, Evans. What's wrong with a nice British bird, eh? A nice British bird like, like the seagull. Oh, no. The great British seagull with its white and grey feathers. It's wide wingspan, it's little yellow beak sticking out the front, it's tail feathers sticking out the back, and it's catchy squawk, the seagull, symbol of the great British tradition of catching fish in our beaks. That's all I wanted to say about racism, Harry. <laughs> oh, a very interesting item on racism there from Miss Janet Hill. What have you been up to this week? Well, I started up a small tuna and marlin farming business off the coast of Portugal. You didn't tell me that, Janet. I can't tell you everything, Tony. <laughs> Wednesday morning, it was, I went over to check on my craft. 
There she blows! Tuna fish to starboard bow, Captain Mrs. Janet Hill! Steady, bosun! Late ready with the megaphone! Megaphone, Captain Janet Hill? Beat you mean the nets? No! Drift nets are environmentally unfriendly! And that's because lots of dolphins get caught up in them. No, my method is to appeal to the tuna's common sense, and he just sort of gives himself up, really. Tuna fish! Yes, you with the powerful tail and dorsal fin, we know you're in there! Float to the surface with your fins up! It worked, our tunnies are floating hardy timber! Bosun. What part of Spain is it you come from exactly? Wait, he speaks. Captain Janet Hill. Yes? It's Sandeep, the tuna. Don't you remember me? Sandeep? Yes, don't you remember? Cast your mind back 45 years to when you were a little girl swimming in the Algarve waters. Your little legs became snagged in some seaweed. And I saved your life by biting through the tendrils. No, you didn't. Oh, well, it was worth a try. <laughs> Go on, then. Hoist me aboard. Honestly, I prefer the drift nets. At least with them, a couple of the bloody dolphins would get it. <laughs> Jumping through hoops, balancing balls on their noses. Very <laughs> interesting item, Mum. And uh, you hope to make a profit out of that? Oh, I anticipate a turnover of some quarter of a million pesetas for this season alone. Harry, it just gives me that little bit of financial freedom. <laughs> Which brings us to the section in the show that we call our Probably Not Spot. Probably Not! And this week our entry comes from Stow on the Wold. Could the Queen have a secret Siamese twin? writes Jason White of Stow on the Wold. You'll notice that you never see the Queen without a handbag, and I just wondered whether this might conceal a tiny Siamese twin. <laughs> well, mm. well, the answer to that, Jason White of Stow on the Wold, must surely be... Probably But just to be sure, let's ask our medical expert. Yes, he's the microscopic doctor. It's Dr. Graham Huller. I'm up here, Harry, inside the human nose. Ah! Well, I think we better leave Graham Huller. <laughs> the microscopic doctor who is in a nose. Is that possible, Alan? Yes, Harry, it is. We'll be coming back. <laughs> We'll be coming back to him a bit later on. Well, look, if the Queen does have a secret Siamese twin and you're listening, Queen 2, do give us a call. Well, who's just wheeled herself back into the studio? None other than 82-year-old Nana Hill. Nana's here. Welcome back, Nana. Show me the way to go home. All right, Nana, at ease. Simmer down. You may be interested to know that today Nana is test driving the Honda F20 handy buggy. <laughs> now, Nana, you're going, to, you're going to share with us some of the magic moments from your full 82 years on this old world of ours. You must have seen very many wonderful things. Nana Hill, what have been your magic moments? Of all the years that I have lived through two world wars I have been, there's nothing for me that can compare with TV's popular The A-Team. 
there was the commander who smoked cigars and made the plans to attack. He was joined by another man and Mr. T, who was black. One of Nana Hill's magic moments there from, from her 82 years. Well, you know, I went into a restaurant the other day uh, called The Taste of the Raj, and uh, I walked in and the waiter hit me with a stick and... Uh, <laughs> got me to build a complicated railway system. <laughs> right, well, what happens when a nun... A nun hangs up a habit, picks up a guitar and starts to sing. We're about to find out as we join Joni, the singing nun. Oh, thank you, Harry. Thank you, Harry. Well, today I'd like to do a modern song and dedicate it to the Lord. It was a big hit for the popular music group EMF. <laughs> and it is called You're Unbelievable. Um, hang on a second there, Joni. Uh, all right, just hang on a second, uh, Joni, please. Um, hang on, if you're singing a song to the Lord entitled You're Unbelievable... <laughs> aren't you merely vocalising the doubts and uncertainties of a lot of agnostics and atheists when they say that to believe in an all-controlling spirit is indeed unbelievable, that one can't, in fact, believe in him? Harry's got a point now, actually, Joni. That had occurred to me and your mother as well, Harry. Yes, yes. Can I go away and come back? Of course you can. Of course you can. Joni, the singing nun there, she'll be coming back a little bit later on. Now, many of you who know me will know about my own struggle to adopt little Alan here. Now, the doctor actually told me that I'm unable to have children. Mm, um, yes. Ah, is one of the sympathy sounds that we use, isn't it? <laughs> he, 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 very different, very different sound. <laughs> doctor told me, unable to have children, apparently I've got a very low sperm count. Um, I said to the doctor, well, how many did you see? <laughs> he said five. And four of those were his. <laughs> He'd put those in to make me feel better. <laughs> one of the advantages of going private. Now... So what we did was we recorded a trip to the Adoption Centre. Hello, sir. How can I help you? Uh, well, I'd like to adopt a son, please. Certainly, sir. And the name? Oh, I uh, hadn't really started to think of names. Um, well, it's much easier than I thought. No, your name. Oh, right. Uh, <laughs> of course. <laughs> Mr Hill. Hill. Mr Hill. Mr Hill, well, I can assure you it's much harder than that to adopt a child. Let me just get your file. Here we are. That's you acting. Do... That's acting. You do realise, of course, that we're very strict here, that adoption is very hard, don't you? Oh, yes, you? very hard. Very hard indeed, the yes. The slightest blot on your record can upset your chances of adoption. Such as? Well, such as this previous conviction, Mr Hill. Well, I'm sure that's not really relevant, is it? I mean, uh, it was a long, a long time... A conviction for kidnapping children and using them <laughs> as chimney sweeps. Well, I'd pay them £1.20 an hour. What do you expect? Besides, you get a better finish on a chimney with a child, don't you? <laughs> Can't you? Can't you turn a blind eye just this once? Well, to be honest, Mr Hill, we really haven't got any kids in at the moment, what with the Christmas rush. Oh, come on, you must... 
You must have one or two knocking round at the back. We, we have got one under the counter, but he's reserved for Jerry Cottle. I have... <laughs> I have got a very short man. Ah. He's got a beard and can't speak. How small exactly? I mean, just for my guidelines, um, could he, for instance, fit inside a chimney? Um, yes. Great, I'll take him. And that's how I came to adopt little Alan Hill here. You see, the message is, if, you, if you're insistent, you'll find that you can win through in the end. And you like your little bedroom, don't you, Alan? Well, bedroom chimney affair. <laughs> Very snug. Now, Joni, are you ready? I am. Ladies and gentlemen, Joni the Singing Nun. Thank you. I'd like to dedicate this song to our Lord. It is entitled, You're Just Too Good To Be True. <laughs> Johnny, can I just have a word quickly? Um, can I go away and come back? Of course you can. <laughs> yes. Now, Dad, I think you're going to tell us what you've been looking into this week. Uh, yes. This week I have been researching arches and trellises. <laughs> this should be good. <laughs> One, two, three, four. Yo. Arches and trellises. Massive respect. The so-called rustic arch is an unsatisfactory object unless skillfully fashioned from carefully selected pieces. Wicked. There are many possible and sightly designs for which ordinary patterns and... Oh, we seem to have lost that piece from... <laughs> from Tony Hill, a 50-year-old man pretending to be like a child. Never mind. <laughs> I'd recognise the sound of that Honda F20 buggy anywhere. It's Nana Hill. Nana's here. Nana's here. Put that boy down. You've sucked off half his beard, you old weirdo. <laughs> sorry, Mum. Sorry, sorry. I... <laughs> Tell me, Nana. What have you been up to, then? I have discovered the elixir of life, the great secret by which one is able to preserve one's youth. Oh, yes. Look into my eyes, young Harry, and tell me, is this the face of an 80-year-old grandmother of five? Yes. <laughs> is this the face of a lady who has lived through two world wars, yes. eight years of Thatcher of Britain, yes. and the sugar shortage? Yes. No, because I've discovered... The secret of eternal youth. And are you going to tell us this secret, Nana, or are you going to taunt us forever? Look, young Harry, I look young because I'm wearing one of those tight-fitting latex masks from the Mission Impossible episode. <laughs> you know the one that makes you look younger? Fabulous, isn't it? Well, you certainly do look uncannily like the young black gentleman from the Mission Impossible series. <laughs> Got it, Mr. Hill. All right, Joni. All right, what's it to be? It must be magic. Nope. <laughs> How about the fool on the hill? Nope. <laughs> Imagine there's no heaven. No. <laughs> oh, bugger the lot of you. <laughs> oh, shame there for Joni the singing nun. Well, this year sees the 66th anniversary of the invention of television. And, of course, it was in a tiny lab in Britain's Scotland that a young... 
that a young Scottish scientist using rudimentary Scottish equipment first, first transmitted the very first episode of Starsky and Hutch. And I think we've got a tape of that now. Yes, Hutch? Do you know? I think that we would make an awfully good team to solve crimes. You know, I think you're right, Hutch. Let's go and see Mr. Huggy Bear for a tip. Yes. I think we should go pay a visit to Mr. Bear. That brings us to our special none from abroad section. So would you please welcome Heidi, the one-armed Umpa nun from abroad. Welcome, Heidi. Guten Tag. Heidi says, hello. Now, now, Heidi, you are the hit of the Bavarian beer houses with your amazing slapping routines and one-man band. But you're an umpa nun with a difference, aren't you? Yeah. Heidi says, yes. And what is that difference, Heidi? Ich bin eine Armen. Heidi has only the one arm. <laughs> ich bin geslappen mit einem Mausentrappen geholen. Heidi says... She lost it in a mousetrap accident. <laughs> Heidi, I hope you'll accept our commiserations for I that. <laughs> oh, don't worry about that old thing. I never used it anyway. <laughs> it has been a godsend and put me on the umpar map once and for all, says Heidi. <laughs> Despite this disability, Heidi, you still perform the traditional umpar slapping routines. Uh, yeah, now, there is apparently a problem with this today, Harry. Problem? Yeah, unfortunately, the brass cleaner that Heidi used to clean her big bass drum... That is a big bass drum, isn't it? Yeah! <laughs> yeah, um, well... <laughs> she used a new cleaning agent last night, which has brought her out in an all-over body rash, apart from a small patch of skin, which it is impossible for her to slap due to the limited reach of her one arm. Right, OK, well, please... Offer our commiserations once again to Heidi. Well, tonight she's enlisted the help of Nana Hill, who is going to be slapping the unaffected patch of skin <laughs> for her. Nana Hill lived a lonely goat herd. All right, all right, now, steady on. <laughs> well, if, <laughs> if the pair of you would like to get ready then, tune up there, and we bring you Heidi, the one-armed Umpa nun, with special help from Mrs Nana Hill. Eyes, five, three. Get 
Nana, back in your buggy. I like nans. In your buggy. <laughs> that tells me it's time for our final and very special celebrity monk, ladies and gentlemen. Alan, who is this week's celebrity monk? Well, Harry, we're going to carry on welcoming none other than Brother Bernard Breslaw. <laughs> Bernard, welcome. Hello, Harry. Big fan, by the way. Please, Bernard, please. <laughs> Thanks for coming along. Nana, get your lips off Bernard Breslaw. <laughs> Sorry about that, Bernard. Ooh, she's got quite a powerful suck, Harry. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> so, Bernard, you used to be a monk. You used to be, used to be a monk? I'll have you know, I was one of the top monks in the country. All right, Bernard, steady on, steady on. Yeah. Used to be a monk. Very tall, isn't he? <laughs> Tell me, what made you join the monks in the first place? Well, Harry, one day, I was working in the lab. Lab, Bernard? Yes. I was investigating into hemolytic uremia syndrome during treatment with keterolactometramol. I see. Carry on. Oh, carry on. Sorry, sorry. sorry. Yeah, you see. And, uh, and an angel appeared and told me to join the monks. I see. I see. Now, Bernard, you're obviously um, very well known for your work in blind clinical and laboratory studies of hyperglycemia with human and porcine insulin in diabetic patients reporting hyperglycemia unawareness after transferring to human insulin. Yes. But you also made some carry-on films, didn't you? Well, uh, I made one or two, I think. Yeah, now, now you come to mention it, yeah. But I understand you never made the carry-on film uh, you really wanted to make, did you? You're referring to Carry-On Monk. Yes. Well, that was my pet project, but the rest of the cast, particularly Laurence Olivier, wouldn't let me do it. But you wrote the script and everything? Yeah, that's right, Harry, and I brought it with me. I wonder whether we could uh, do it. Uh, I'm not sure about that. No. Oh, please, go on. Um, yeah, we've got a lot of other things. Oh, please, to do. Harry, please. Oh, go on then, all right. Oh, I can't believe it. Oh, all it's right, fantastic steady on, steady news. Burn it. Steady burning. Come on, now, simmer down. Now, with your permission, Harry, I thought I'd cast Mrs. Hill as Barbara Windsor. Oh, lovely. Yes. <laughs> I thought you, Alan, not you, Alan. Yeah. <laughs> you could read Kenneth Williams. Great. Right. Tony Hill, you could do Sid. I'll have a go, Bernard. Uh, Mr Evans, Kenneth Connor. Cheers, and Bernie. Harry, have a bash at Charles Hawtrey. Right, so then. Uh, Bernard, um, just be yourself. Oh. <laughs> OK, then. Here we go with the lost script of Carry On Monk. Er, <laughs> uh, Sid. <laughs> no! Four. <laughs> well, I only asked. Hello? Is that 
possible, Alan. Yes, Harry, it is. <laughs> Good night. That was Harry Hill's Fruit Corner, written by and starring Harry Hill, with Phil Jupiter, Sue Drouet, Phil Nice, Al Murray, Martin Hyder, Jean Campbell Dallas, Brenda Gilhooley, Matt Bradstock, and special guest star Bernard Breslau. Music was by Cliff Ranger, and the show was produced by Yoan Magnuson. Magnuson.